0: Hello, hello there, huh? We're getting everything set up, just bear with us. Everything looking good. We're almost there.
1: This is H3, been a couple of weeks, and we are again live from Believer's Worship Center Sanctuary. Happy to bring you H3 on this Wednesday evening. Hope everybody's doing great. I am again, Chris Ballard, and this is Ivan Sheffield. Hello there. Hello, hello, hello. Hello there. The good news is, we did not get stuck in Renaissance Fair traffic. No, we didn't. So, it's really good. I don't know why I'm not
0: picking up. You have no lights, but you're coming up. I don't understand it. Okay, but are okay with.
1: What I heard is that Ivan's <laughs> not lit up.
0: I'm not lit up today. Oh. Um, I'll tell you what, it's beautiful outside. Amen. The breeze is blowing, it's just it's just awesome.
1: Which you appreciate a little bit more after a day like yesterday and oh, Monday. Yeah. yeah. The sun yeah. was shining, it was Lord was really good to us today. Yeah, so we got a great topic to uh, this evening. We're going to discuss a phrase that most of us have used at some point, or even worse yet, have had used at you. Oh yeah, that's that's uh, that's the one where you know that everybody says, yeah,
0: I'm on the day. You what? Yeah, well, and I won't name any names. <laughs> no names. But, but we
1: hung a sign.
0: Yes, we
1: did around one <laughs> of our members. I apologize. Yeah, we gave her this sign. Because at that time she just she embodied what we're talking about. That's tonight. exactly right. So let drum roll. We're talking about the phrase let go and let God. What does it mean? How does it apply? How do we use it? How do you use it? And so a great phrase, when used appropriately, I think, like a lot of our other phrases, it gets bent from time to time. And if we use it to mean, you know, what it ain't. But well, let me ask
0: you a question. Ask it. Okay, we're talking about let go and let God. I would like to know your point, is it biblical?
1: I, I think it points to a biblical theory, but I don't think the phrase in and of itself is biblical. Well, if you
0: you first of all, we can't let God do anything. God's going to do what he's going to do, right? <laughs> but a lot of people have taken this phrase to where it actually tack it on to where, okay, now that I let go and let God, I don't have to do anything. I can be lazy. Yeah, I can, I can sit back. God's going to take care of it. So number one, I don't have to get excited about nothing. I don't have to worry about fighting a good fight. The Bible tells us in uh, 1 Timothy 16, 12, fight the good fight of faith.
1: So we do have to put forth stuff. Yeah, I use the the, the uh, illustration a lot that God gave you the shovel, but he didn't intend for you to just prop yourself up with it. That's right. Let go and let God does not mean that we do nothing.
0: Right. We say nothing, we feel nothing, and simply live. That's not the meaning of let go and let God. Uh a lot of times we say, okay, I'm just going to let God handle this. That is true, because that means you're submitting yourself. You're, you're kind of turning everything over to him. But Jesus was clear that we've got to fight. We've got to fight for the faith, endure hardships like a good soldier. Somebody had asked me this week, when do I let go of somebody I'm trying to witness to? Or somebody that's having trouble all the time I've got another question let go and let God when do you stop praying for people Mm -hmm. when when you know my answer to that is never Yeah, but you know I've got a a famous phrase that I use all the time I love everybody but I'm going to love them over there so whenever we're talking about sharing and we're talking about people that come up to you all the time and have problems. I sent you a good article that I found about negative thinking, negative people. Yep. A lot of times, people will use the negative on a Christian just to see how they're going to act,
1: and they try to bring you down just so they can see what you're going to respond to. Well, I think you know a lot of folks combat Christianity and Christians with the negative because it feels so hard to explain. That's it. It, it's the the adage of what you know what kind of just God would allow this, you know, insert negative thing here to happen. And, And and those are I mean, they're difficult to accept, but easy to explain. And you know, and in in that case, let go and let God is, like I said, or like you were pointing out, is if used appropriately, then it's a submission. That's right. Saying he did it because he needed it done that I didn't understand it or that I didn't like it is irrelevant whenever
0: we're in a battle it's easy to say okay I'm gonna let go and let go mm-hmm. but that doesn't give you the easy access to not fight no and a lot of times whenever we're fighting we have to understand that you know Ephesians six eleven says put on the whole armor of God and he realizes that we're gonna be in battle sometime mm-hmm. we have battles about small things uh getting a house ready yeah we 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 have battles all the time about uh whenever i was in north carolina and we were having our house set up and finished and everything it was one thing after another after another and we were picking today and you were talking about your inspection i said well you're gonna get written written up on two things at least i mean you know because that's their job their job is to find something wrong but it causes hardship for you and to just have the attitude of I'm going to let go and let God
1: and I'm not going to fix something's a bad attitude.
0: Yeah. You've got to fix it, but you
1: also got to let God help you fix it. I think for us, our let go and let God was, you know, we were trying to cram everything that needed to be done into a timeline right. that, that fit what we wanted to do. Uh-huh. Right. We were going to fast build this driveway. We were going to demand everybody get down and the weather was going to cooperate and and we were gonna make all of this happen. And when it wasn't fitting my timeline, because remember, I thought I'd be in this house in December. Yeah, you did. So <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> we, we were operating on on that. And when I got COVID on Thanksgiving, man, it, re- it really took the wind out of my sails to think that like, God, I'm doing everything. You know, even, even us being out there felt like, you know, hey, we were, we were called to this property. And now, you know, you, you thwarted everything we're trying to do and when we finally backed off and said, okay, not my time, but yours, mm-hmm. but I'm going to be prepared, and we started preparing ourselves for when the fight was ours, right? and, and, and everything just started to, you know, once it hit, man, it, it just started going. Oh, yeah, moving fast. Yeah. And it's still going. Yeah, still and, I mean, every day, even in the rain Monday, they were out there laying bricks. So it's unbelievable.
0: It Absolutely. One of the things that, with this phrase, letting go and let God, the one thing we have to understand is uh, what are we letting go of? Uh, it's not easy to let go. We are built as a society that we want to hold everything here. I think particularly men. Uh, especially, men. especially men. I'm not going to let go of that. No. I'm going to hang on to it. Um, if You don't know how to let go. In other words, you yeah, know, it's, it's not in, in my manly nature to not be in charge of something, right? Well, I'm going to tell everybody about me and you and a man card, okay? Uh, the doctor told me a couple of years ago that I need to start getting, you know, my toenails done, and because I was I was actually cutting them too short. I need to defend him a minute. It yeah. wasn't
1: just about toenails; it had to do with with his leg and circulation and it all does, of that. It does,
0: it but, but he still goes to a salon. But but I go with my wife, and it's awesome. Yeah, but. Uh, the thing about it is you can take my man card on that, but there's some things I won't give my man card up for. So whenever we're talking about let go of stuff, I had to let go of, of what I thought was a bad thing, yeah. but it helps me physically because it's good for my circulation and I'm not cutting uh, things to get them infected anymore and I'm doing all this. But in order to live an honorable life to the Lord, we have to understand that some things we can't give up. You can't give up praying. Yeah. If you, you know, people say let go and let God. Well, you got to pray about your situations, no matter if you're wanting out of a situation right. or not. Uh, mm. Let go of entitlement. Mm. We we live in a society today, and it really bothers me that everybody thinks they're entitled. Yeah. I mean, people believe they can come out of school and make a hundred thousand dollars or more a year, and You know, some people work their whole life and don't even make $100,000 a year. We've got to understand that we're not entitled and we don't, you know, I hate to say it, but the Lord does not owe you anything. He gives you salvation as a gift. Mm -hmm. And the one thing that, whenever I'm thinking about let go and let God, a lot of our younger people today are not growing up letting go, they're growing up wanting your stuff. Yep. I mean, you know, this is mine. The yo-yo generation. That's exactly right. They, they want everything that is somebody else's. But a lot of times we have to understand that letting
1: go and letting God is a thought process. Yeah, so, you know, just to hold you there, that's where we were when we hung our sign up. Mm-hmm. One of the most difficult things that, you know, we face is when you're trying to do something good, and, and something bad shows up for it. Right. And I've heard that phrase a lot in my life that wherever something good's trying to happen, something bad's trying to stop it. And one of the biggest and greatest things we get to do every year as part of VWC is the uh, is the Christmas store right which started out as a small coat drive and now turns into a two- day event. And, and that's amazing, and we've done some it's great... It's though. It is. It's, it's awesome, and it's good to be a part of it. Even if even those people who have just come in to help sort and to put racks and stuff together tell us that they, they get something out of that. But, but when you're there and you're helping a family and you see the kids' faces light up when they get to come in and they know that Christmas right. is not going to be avoided yep. this year, that's something. But you don't get to just open up and, and accept everyone and think that you're not going to get a couple of bad players. And over the last couple of years we we've experienced that, mm-hmm. but I remember our first year here when we did it, and it was it kind of got beyond us really that year it was huge right. and we had a lot of members it was fun though. it was fun <laughs> <but> we had <laughs> a lot of members that were struggling with right the people that were coming in and that were partaking in that charity, and it was very, very obvious that they they, were entitled. that they were entitled they, they felt like they were entitled well, to you owe this to me, that's it. And you know it was it was difficult, but but it was a mindset issue. We talked about it later that you know how how bad off, even if it's just psychologically, how bad off does a person have to be right. to believe that it's okay to come and do what they're doing? And if that's the case, we're here to minister to that's everybody's true. need. And you know if that was their need, maybe we maybe we we hit a nerve when they were here. Who knows? Yeah. But that was the mentality that that we had to get into that it, it's not just that we physically dropped something, although I think there were a few few drop moments in that uh, discovery. but we all had to get into that mindset of, of letting go of what we thought was right mm-hmm. and let him you know, work through us. Um, you know one of the things
0: that we have to do is in the ministry especially is try to let go of what you worry about. Yeah I mean we can wear ourselves down worrying about how many people come to church. We can worry about how many people come one time and then they don't come for a month, and then you know. We can worry ourselves about you know the song service. We can worry ourselves about the technology not, not working. Not that it, you know, know that's, that's not that, that ever happens. It never happens at BWC, but uh, we we got to realize that we need to let go of some things, and worry is one of them because you can worry yourself to death. I mean, you really can. Okay. You can be worried about everything. But how about
1: letting go of control? yes yeah, see, I struggle <laughs> with that. I am by nature a, my wife would probably say control freak. Your wife would probably agree. Yeah. But. I like to control things. I, I like to,
0: I feel more comfortable yeah. when I am in the catbird seat. When I'm, I'm driving. I'm, well, well, no, I'm never going to ride unless there's somebody driving. Look at that. Yeah, well, we'll go to the mean, gas station first. Yeah. <laughs> That's right, get gas. This is the lowest riding guy for gas I know in the world. He'll go down to 12 miles, 10 miles. Yeah. He said there's a service station right down the road. It is, a service station right there, and my office is a mile from there. i got to tell y'all a story. 12 Maybe miles we, will take me back and forth to work all week. I am a praying pastor. <laughs> I pray about Everything just about. It. If I have something going wrong, I pray about it. If I have somebody that texts me, I pray about it. We went downtown, Leslie, Carolyn, Chris, and I went downtown to partake of some food. I prayed all the way down there, and I prayed every mile on the way back. And we did not run out of gas, but I tell you what, we were close. You, you had 20-some had, you had miles left. I think it was
1: prayer that got it home? No, it was gas, gasoline. <laughs> but I bet you multiply we probably, we probably got the best gas yes, mileage you so. ever we, got. We had the fish and the loaves going on in my gas tank. That's right. But if I was driving, I'd have left with a full tank
0: because I like that control. If I get down, whenever I'm on a trip, if I get down to three-fourths of a tank, I fill up because it's just that way in my nature of being in control and making sure we
1: got it. Yeah, and, and, you know, you're talking at that point, physical control of something. That's right. But, you know, even being or feeling like you're in control of yourself is, is a comfort to a lot of us. To, to say that I've got me. Mm-hmm. And spiritually, of course, we're called to, to not have us. Right. To accept and to submit to the fact that a, a loving father has us. Right. And I think the most difficult thing is this is not a father that, that you can go visit and and, and say, Dad, I, you know, I need to know what's going on here. This is a father that you already have taken on faith. And now his control and his authority of which you're trying to submit to, you have to take on, on, on faith as well. While
0: you were talking about that, somebody yeah. put something in the chat and, uh,
1: we Jim, love chat.
0: Jim says Jeremiah thirty three three will give you God's phone number, so yeah. let's see what thirty three three says. You got to love technology at your fingertips. That's right. Well, it does. It's a Je- Jeremiah thirty three three. Call unto me, and I will answer thee, and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. I mean, you know, tell me about. Being in control of destiny and just handing it over to the Lord, call on the Lord. Yep. Yep. Call on Him and He will, you know, He will give
1: you great and mighty things. So to me, that feels like, and thank you for that, Jim, Uh, but that feels like the other side of what Jimmy was sharing with us (laughs) during last week's podcast or the last two weeks ago Mm -hmm. when he said, You know when we used to walk out to the outhouse, all you could see was three feet in front of you with the flashlight you had. We knew there was something else out there, right? But we couldn't see it. But we knew, you know, of course, in the world we know that it works that way because God can see all things, but we can only see what we can, you know, hit with our own flashlight. And man, how how big is that to be the other side and say, well, you know? Well, I learned on the
0: other podcast not to call out names because you miss somebody. Yeah. Because this is only my friends that we see. So I don't see everybody that's listening, so I'm not going to call out any names. But we've got a lot of people watching tonight and everything. But uh, the one thing that when we're talking about letting go and letting God, this is one of the things that I've had trouble with. It's going to be a hard one for people to grasp, but it's so easy to understand when you really think about it. Letting go of religious thoughts and religious practices. I'm not talking about Christian. I'm talking about letting go of things that you've done because they've done it in church all your life that might not be biblical. I'm talking about religious stuff that you grew up thinking it was it was right. It should let me give you an example. A lady came up to me many years ago and she says uh you know my pastor had told me before that my my child passed away and he became an angel and mm-hmm. I'm sitting there well, angels are created by God but he's more than likely in heaven uh, well, you know that's a different story right. but I told her I said your, your son did, did not become an angel but at the same time you've got to understand that angels are created by God but she lived many years believing something a pastor told her because it was in their church that's what they believed and I was just, it's a religious thing. Right. I mean, uh, we do a lot of religious stuff, Christianity stuff that they take into some religions and they use it different. I mean, just like the Lord's Supper. Right. It's something very sacred to us. We take and we really, uh, I, you know, I think it's very serious. And there's a lot of people that do it different. But that's okay. But there's different religious ways of doing it that might not be scriptural, but at the same time, we've got to let go of those practices and stay with Christianity.
1: Right. So you're 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 honing in on, on something that has more to do with the little church instead right. of the big church. Right. Which we talk about a lot. Um so what he what he's talking about, guys, are things that you know, a, a sect of Christianity, whether it be Baptist or Methodist or any, any of the thousands that are out there, have decided that this is our doctrine. Right. It's not necessarily scriptural. In a lot of cases, it's not. They can tie it back to something that references another you know scripture. And that's, that's all well and good. But letting go of the things that belong to your church, not to the church. And I think that is that is a great point because sometimes, you know, Ivan, I mean, you and I, uh, even in just the last five or six, seven years, have encountered a lot of people who were willing to, I mean, go to, toe-to-toe right. over, no, this Smart is the things. way God wanted it. <laughs> it's like, no, that's the way the association wanted it. Right, exactly. It. And, you know, but like you said, I mean, they spent 40-something mm-hmm. years believing that that was a, a – biblical practice and letting go of that yeah. that's your comfort well
0: the last let go that I had tonight is the hardest one for us letting go of your future and let God be in control of it Ooh, I, see, I, see, I see him saying uh oh meddling." I'm meddling now but we all would like a great future but we want to be in control of that future I mean, you know, a lot of people say, I, I'm going to use a friend of mine as an example. He got out of school. He said, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to go to college. I'm going to get me a degree. After I get my degree, I'm going to get married. After I get married, I'm going to have some kids. After I have some kids, I'm going to, you know, make a lot of money.
1: Yeah.
0: And I'm just going to live live the life that I want to live. So he goes to school. He goes one semester. Decides it's not for him. Yeah. Uh, he comes home. He stays depressed. He drinks a lot. And then he says, well, you know, I really don't want to do all of that stuff that I thought I was going to do. I'll just meet me somebody and get married. So then he goes through that route. Last about a year. They break up. He, he realizes what, wasn't what he thought it was and he was started coming to the church in North Carolina and we got you know we got we were still friends and he says Ivan I don't know why I can't do anything and I said well have you ever given it over to the Lord and said Lord what would you want me to do
1: yeah
0: or guide me in this so then he gets I'm going to pick on you a little bit but he gets the idea he's going back to school Mm. and he's going to be a minister He's going to get in the ministry, everything's going to be fine. He made straight A's, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: he got his bachelor's degree, he got a master's degree, and now he's pastoring the church in North Carolina because he was doing the future things what he thought he was doing, and it wasn't what God wanted him to do. It's hard. It's hard
1: to let go of our future because we want to be in control of it. Sure. Well, but you know the thing about, and I, I, I have this conversation with clients all the time. The future you're preparing for is is based off of your understanding of today. Mm-hmm. And you know, if I had asked the 13 year old you what you were going to do at today's age, right. it'd be nowhere near the things you're trying to accomplish. Mm-hmm. And I always throw that old uh, John Lennon adage at him, mm-hmm. and he said, "Life is what happens while you're busy making plans." And boy, when you decide to be a Christian there's nothing more true than that life is what happens to you while you're busy trying to plan it and, and if you'll just submit to that thought process right. yeah. and say you know hey I'd love to do this right? but if that ain't it I'm willing to go the other way well let me throw
0: something else at you now that we've got everything let go of, yeah okay we went through a series of let go you all let it go right now let me ask you a question what are you going to let God do? Mm-hmm. You've got to understand that God is in control. He's always been always. in control. He will always be in control. But it doesn't mean we can't, we got to stop praying. It doesn't mean we've got to stop asking him for stuff as far as not stuff, but as far as to help people that are sick, to help people when they come to you. Uh, a lot of people test you. And what you have to do is you have to let go and turn them over to God. But uh, one of the things is that God loves comforting you. He's always there to comfort you and he's always there to be positive. And, you know, sometimes we go through trials so that we can have a testimony, go through a test so we can have a testimony. But a lot of times when we're in trials and we let go of it and God will handle it, it builds us up stronger. So what are we going to let God do? Anything he wants to do. <laughs> walk a walk. walk. Walk I walk. I mean, you know, that's it. In other yeah. words, he's in total control. We have to understand that whenever we say let God, God will handle it in his own time, not your time. Yeah. That's it. I mean, you know, like December, you were going to be moved in. I was. It, it, it didn't work. We were celebrating Christmas in Monday. <laughs> <morning>. <laughs> but... God will comfort you through all the trials and through everything you throw at I mean, He will. Yeah. He, he, that's what He does. He's He's over everything. But does anybody that's watching or whatever? Does anybody have a question? Or anybody want to throw something at us? Just go
1: ahead. I mean, I'm watching it. And- While we're waiting on that, I will tell you one of the things I've learned in this whole house building process about timing and his decisions versus my decisions is I, I continue to make these plans of this is what we're going to do this weekend. This is what we're going to accomplish this weekend. But I continue to be hit by rainstorms and dry days and scheduling conflicts. And and I've learned instead of taking those as as roadblocks, instead of letting it take the air out of me, I'm I've learned there. to ask. Right. And so I've learned to present it and say, hey, look, all things being equal, if, if God wants me to be out here this weekend, I'm going to be out here this weekend. And instead of seeing it as somebody keeping me from doing something, I get to look at it as, hey, he didn't want me to do that. Right. And that's a mindset issue. But, but it took, you know, it took 37 years to get there and building a house to, to drive a point home. So when I get to show up and go, hey, God, do you want me to do this? And a big right. rainstorm comes down, it ain't raining on my parade. It's an answer for
0: prayer. That's exactly right. Well, I'm going to leave us with a verse. I didn't see any question pop up or anything like that. So I'm going to leave us with a verse today. Yeah. And it's really Romans eight twenty-eight, And we know that those who love God, all things work together for good for those who are called according to his purpose so the lord's not going to do anything bad for you right temptation comes from the devil not from god and we should understand that some of the you know whenever we're talking about letting go of people that are giving us problems or they're always negative and everything just turn them over to the lord and say lord help me with this situation and you know what you can beg people to come to church and they won't come to church amen but i'll tell you what you need to do is just Pray that they'll get in church. That's it. Pray that they'll, the Lord will reveal to them what they need, not what you need. Mm-hmm. I would rather them go to a church than to come to this church and not be where God
1: wants them. Well, That's just the way it is. Or yeah. you know, rather than go wherever they're going to go and receive whatever they might receive, that might send them to church rather than right. trying to force them in on something else. That's it. You okay. Okay. All right. Well, we will remind everybody this uh, podcast is available wherever you download your podcasts and e-books. Um, please make sure you take a listen. Keep it with you. It's always good to get a midweek refresher. We will not be back next week, but the week after. That's right. We do remind you if you're looking for a church home, Believers Worship Center in College Grove, Tennessee, we'd love to have you. Uh, and to our BWC memberships, don't forget, set those clocks back a little bit this Come Sunday. Come a little early. Come a little early.
0: Because the Renaissance Fair is going on. That's exactly. it. So you got to be here because that traffic gets heavy fast. But we love you. Just remember, God loves you. BWC loves you. And these two old boys love you. Yeah, he's old. Anyway. And preacher, and preacher boys, too. Preacher boys, too. That's right. <laughs> preacher boys love you. So I will say goodnight, and I'm going to let him cut it off while I go cut off the feed. Okay. you You guys have a great night.